Grace and peace. This is A.L. Blue of Better Life Ology, and I'm a pastor, mentor, author, Better Life teacher from the spiritual community, the Better Life Empowerment Movement, Inc., and you're listening to Better Life Ology Radio Broadcast. What if I told you that you are more than you've been told? As a matter of fact, you are better than you imagine. You have power within you, a God-given power to change your current reality, no matter how much or little that change may be. See, the power is within you. Join us on a journey of discovery that you may live your better life now. It's called Better Lifeology. As you learn these skills and practices, along with better life principles, you will see the results you've been praying for, the results you've been looking for and ultimately running after, and they will be manifested for you. See, Better Lifeology is the ability to learn how to manifest your better life now, and anyone can do this. It starts with you. And we have an assignment from God, an ordained purpose to help you build your better life experience as you are tapping into the power that is already contained within you. Welcome to Better Lifeology radio broadcast, where it's already getting better. Good morning, family of God, and welcome. Thank you for joining us this morning. As we delight ourselves in the things of the Lord, He will give us the desires of our hearts. Welcome, and thank you for joining us on our Saturday morning, Hour of Power, I'm Worthy of Wealth. In a moment, we'll be joined by our leader and teacher, Pastor Agent Blue. In the meantime, please have your Bibles, notebooks, and pens ready to take notes. Thank you for joining us again, and we welcome each and everyone who is online, those who are here for the first time, and those who are returning. We thank you, and we bless you in the name of Jesus. Please hold. Thank you. Hello, good morning, good morning, and again, good morning. This is Pastor Blue, and we're welcoming you to our Saturday morning hour of power. You know, you could have been sleeping in, you could have been just sleeping the day away. I don't know if it's snowing where you are, raining where you are, if it's sunning where you are, but it speaks volumes to the fact on this Saturday morning, you will rise, you will gather together with principles of empowerment as it relates to your wealth building uh, focuses and needs. And we're so excited that you are joining us on this journey, and I'm more more, uh, enthusiastic about being your guide on this journey because I know indeed that God not only has a word that can help you refocus and change your perspective towards wealth, but to also obtain it. Who to also obtain it? One of the things that's for sure is you must understand that it's your inner world that creates your outer world in every situation. It's what's going on in you internally that determines what's going outside, externally, outside of you. You know, oftentimes, because I'm in the, wealth, the area of wealth creation, 
And again, that's a, that's a very critical area that's needed and necessary in the life of the believer. How do you create wealth? What's the way that you create wealth? The purpose of it. I often get a lot of people who come to me soliciting my assistance, saying, oh, Dr. Blue, I need you to help me. Dr. Blue, I would like, like to, to, to learn. But at the end of the day, when they don't showcase the discipline in being a student, then it simply means that no matter what I say, no matter how I address or help, they are too prone to doing it their way. Why is that, why is that important to understand? Because when we're doing things our way, we're used to it from our perspective. And let's be honest, your way and your perspective doesn't work. If it works, you'll be in a better situation than you are now. Can you say amen or can you agree? If it works, you'll be having, moving, enjoying life from a better perspective than what you've done. So that only brings it to the conclusion that we got to stay in a state of empowerment, of growth and development if we're going to find ourselves growing in the most holy faith, living according to the assignment that God gives. And that's what I want to deal with today because when we talk about wealth, one of the things about wealth and being wealthy is understanding the power of generosity. Generosity. Generosity is what breaks the, the bonds of stinginess off of your life, and it allows God to see that he can trust you, he can use you. Matter of fact, listen to me. If you can give it up, you can have it all. If you keep it, it will be all you have. I think somebody need to hear that. I'm going to say that one more time. If you give it up, you can have it all. But if you keep it, it will be all you have. Now, what do I mean by that? I mean that in everything. I mean that in your gifts, your gifts, I'm talking about your spiritual gifts. If you don't give it up for the kingdom of God, if you don't use it for the kingdom of God, and you keep it to yourself, it will be the only thing you have. And you won't bless anybody. Nothing won't happen. Things won't flow. But if you can say, Lord, here I am, use me, you now position yourself where God has to keep replenishing you because every time he turns around, you're giving out of you. That is the plan of our Father. That is the plan of God. And so I'm, telling, I'm sharing with you that this is one of the secrets uh, that the Savior has brought when it comes to building wealth. Now, to establish the point, we, are, we can take a look at John 10 and 10. John, the 10th chapter, the 10th verse. We're going to just kind of casually do, uh, uh, start there. I want you to keep your pens and papers because i got some great wealth principles I want to give you that I want you to write down. To get the most out of this teaching, you want to take notes. You want to focus forward, and you want to apply the information you're learning today to your life for a better way. As you begin to do that, you then will begin to see the results, for God cannot be God, and his word is not true. And you and I know that God is who he is, and his word has power, his word has authority. So John 10 and 10 gives us the mission, the personal mission of Jesus Christ. In John the 10th chapter, the 10th verse, scriptures open up where the scripture says, The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I am come. This is what Christ said. That they, who are they? They who believe and follow my principles. Listen to me. I want you to understand this. I don't care how much, how much you feel that you, you put your time in into church and 
you know, you grew up in a family that was spiritual or religious, I should say, not spiritual, excuse me. You grew up in a family that was religious. The reality is until you believe for yourself in the assignment that Jesus Christ has come to do, then the, 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 what's coming next will never be a part of your life. Watch this says, I come that they, they that believe, may have life. Okay, so we understand. If you're, not, if you're barely living, you're out of the will of God. Come on, somebody. If you're just trying to make it and you're not even making it, you're out of the will of God. I come that they may have life and life more abundantly. Now, the word life here, and I, I teach this on a regular, but I'm going to refresh it for some of the new folk who are on the line today. The, the word life here, the first aspect of life, is salvation life. All right? Salvation simply means you are saved from something, whether it's your past, whether it's your addiction, whether it's your problems. You're saved from that. Okay? All right? I came that you may have life, but then it doesn't stop there. It goes life more abundantly. Life more abundantly. Now, what do I mean by that? Life more abundantly is that you live in a no-need state where what you have is always being replenished because you're always giving it away. Now, look at that. You live to a no-need state because what you have, watch this, it's always being replenished because you're always giving it away. Generosity is God's idea. All right? Now, when we look at John 3.16, a very familiar passage of Scripture, it may be something you'll learn in Sunday school. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he did what? He gave. So giving is the aspect of love. I never look at just what people say. I always, and I understood this from a wise man, and I want you to hear me. People will always show you what they do before they tell you what they do. And in the words of Dr. Maya Angelou, when people show you how they are, believe them. Don't, don't, don't argue with them. Don't, don't discontent with them. Believe them when they show you how they are. And actions always show more than conversation. And so, therefore, if you love, you give. Giving is love. This is what we see here in John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he, what? Gave. What did he give? His only begotten son. He gave what was dear and near to him, Jesus Christ. That whosoever will believe in him should not perish but have, what? Everlasting life. That's that life again. The same life in John 3.16 that in John 10 and 10, Jesus came to bring. And this life also has benefits. Benefits by way of wealth. Can we talk about those benefits? All right. The first thing about the benefits is if you're going to receive and walk in the benefits of God, write this down, you must learn to grow in your generosity. Generosity just don't come. There are times when people say to me, well, well, Pastor Blue, thank you for your kindness. And I tell them, no, thank God. I'm a stingy person by nature. So are you. We're all stingy by nature. We're all focused on us, we, ourselves, and that's it. Well, I got to do this. I got to do that. I need this. I need that. That is your normal response. But guess what? Here's the thing. You're not living according to normality. You're living according to a higher conscience of spirituality. So even though my normal response is, now I can't look out for you because I'm too busy trying to look out for me, the higher consciousness of me says, wait a minute, 
The more I give away, the more God gives back unto me. And that's the key that I want you to understand. And this is all about growing in your generosity. Because if you are unwilling to grow in your generosity, then at the end of the day, why would God give you generosity? Why would he be generous to you if it's going to stop with you? I'm going to say it again. Why would God bless you if it's going to stop only with you? How fair would that be to anybody? And if God's mode of operandi, if his motive of operandi or his mode of operation is to give, that through the giving, others are being blessed and they pick it up and they turn around and give, and then we, are, we all got to come to the place of realizing the power of generosity. All right? That's one thing that if you want to pray for, ask the Lord to make you generous. Now, the best way for God to make you generous is to increase you. But here's the thing. You can't take it backwards. You can't say, God, if you increase me, I'll be generous. No, 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 no. Wait a minute here. Because the Lord always starts with where you are. Which means that if you don't develop, and we're talking about wealth now. So to those of you who may be, well, Pastor, can you talk about faith or can you talk about uh uh, something else spiritual? No, this is Saturday morning. Our power. We teach I'm worthy of wealth. I teach you how to change your inner world that your outer world can change. Now ask me how I know. Ask me how I can sacrifice to give up my time, my energy, my comfort to establish God's ministry nationwide and all along the way he blesses me. Why is that? Because I'm generous. I learn to be generous. You know, those who are recipients of my generosity, you understand, I do it to show or to tell folks. I've never done something and broadcasted, look what I've done for this person, or I've done for that person, or look what God used me to do. I never broadcasted. Why? Because I understand. I don't do it for you to know. I do it because I know that the more I give away, the more he replenishes me. And my faith is focused in that perspective. So we got to grow in generosity. Why is that important? Because God blesses the generous. There's no way to put it. There's nobody you can show me who's stingy, whom God is blessing. Now, you might say, well, what about uh, someone in the world who's like a fool's McDuck, and they don't love God, they don't know God, but they're very wealthy. Here it is, ready? You don't need God to build wealth, but you need God, watch this here, to have completeness in your wealth. There are people who, who understand how to get money. How do you get money? And I, I, I teach the next generation this. I teach my children this all the time. You want money? There's two things you need to understand. Provide a service or sell a product. Those are the two ways you earn money. That's it. There's no magic to it, everybody. There's no, well, you know, it's just so hard. No, listen, the job you're working right now, you are providing a service. And if they're unwilling to pay you more for what you provide, then find somewhere else where you can add the service of you. Because when you look at your job, you've got to understand, you are, in some cases, those of you who work a job, you are kind of like self-employed. You are your own industry. And that job hires you with the understanding that you're going to bring X amount of value to their business, which in return they give you a cut of it. And generally, whether you are working a job or whether you are in network marketing or whether you are doing some kind of business, generally the rule of thumb is uh, uh, if you if you produce $100,000 worth of value, 
you'll get paid 10%. Okay? If you reduce a million, do- a million dollars worth of value, you get paid 10%, a six-figure salary. So whatever you are in value to that company based upon the service you give is how you pay. Well, let's look at it this way. See, some of you don't understand that your gifts, your talents, your abilities, what are you good in? What are you passionate about? That there's people out in the world who need what you're passionate about. And when you offer that, they in exchange give you money based upon the value you give to them. See, as a spiritual leader, my job is to help grow you spiritually. Paul talks about it in Galatians around the sixth chapter, that if I speak with you and teach you in spiritual things, is it only right that you share in your natural things with me? That means if I'm helping you spiritually grow in your understanding, coming to revelation, living your better life now, it is only right that you turn around and because I'm providing a spiritual service to help you grow, you turn around and you bless me according to how you've been blessed. That is only that. Now, if it's the other way around, when you take, 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 and never give, now you think about how you would like to be inside of a relationship where it's just one way. My point is this. That's the same theory in life. You will never be paid what you were, but you will only be paid for the problems you help others to solve. Someone said to me, of course, I do counseling. We do marriage counseling. I do spiritual counseling. And uh, if uh, uh, persons are not uh, strong supporters of the ministry, I charge a fee for my services. And I know people think that if you're a pastor, if you're a church, you should just do stuff free and you should be free. But that's not case. That's not the case. Listen, pastoring is a profession. It is a job. You understand? It is a job. Now, some pastors don't earn enough, so they got to be bivocational. So my point is this. Um, I was counseling with uh, uh, well, someone uh, asked me to counsel with them, and I gave them what my fee would be to counsel with them because I know that if I'm walking you through a problem, you're going to come out of that problem in victory. And I began to uh, share with the fee, and the, the, the question came, well, Pastor, why, why, why are you charging the fee for counseling? And I said, because, right, watch this, if I wasn't a pastor and I was to use my training in, in, in the many things that I'm certified in, and you walked in my office, you wouldn't come in for free. Either your insurance or something else would pay. Why? If I'm providing you a service, you then in return should share of the natural. And I want you to understand that from all across the board, I'm using myself as an example to make it more real to you, but it's the same thing with you. What are you good at doing? Are you good at doing hair? Are you good at, are you good at uh, 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 cooking? Are you good at, you know, uh, hey, lawn care? What are you passionate about that you can provide a service and the value you bring to the marketplace, you're rewarded with money because money is a reward. That's all it is. And people who got a lot of money, guess what? They're helping a lot of people. Here's the question. How many people are you helping? How many people are you serving? And then once you establish that cash flow, watch what God does. He then increases the cash flow based upon your generosity. All right, let's do it again. God then increases the cash flow based upon your generosity. Now, what is generosity? Because I've been using that, I've been saying that, and some of you feel like, okay, I get it, but I need clarity on what generosity is. All right, here's generosity. Generosity is a, a liberality in giving or willingness to give. That's what it is. A liberality in giving or willingness to give. Doesn't matter what it is. I can be generous when it comes to food. I can be generous when it comes to some of the supplies I have. 
I can be generous when it comes to this or that. It is a liberality in giving or a willingness to give. That is generosity. And God blesses the generous, people who are willing to give. That's why the scripture says that even when it comes to people who give cheerfully, God blesses the what? Cheerful giver. Now, what's a cheerful giver? A person who don't give out of duress. I would beg to say to you, now, we don't speak a lot about giving in our ministry outside of what I teach, which means I don't stand, you know, um, uh, before folk and, and spend about an hour. And I've been in churches, and I'm, I'm just giving you the, the truth now. I've been in churches where service is going great, but it comes to the giving part. They spend almost an hour to 40, 45 minutes to an hour. And you get somebody in the front of the room, sometimes it's a deacon, sometimes it's an elder or it's a missionary, depending on the church that you're in. And they say, we ain't leaving until we get this amount. I know it's in here. I know you got it. Well, guess what? I don't do that when it comes to ministry. Why? I believe that if you give from a cheerful heart, you already showed the Lord where you are, and God now can bless you. If I got to pull it out of you, then you didn't want to give it, give it in the first place. Now, again, other pastors would disagree with me. Then they'll say, well, Pastor Blue, that's why, uh, you know, there may be times that the budget is not being met. There may be times, and you know what? I believe this. I'd rather work with three persons who got the revelation, who are serious about succeeding in giving and being generous that God can bless your generosity than a whole bunch of folk, I got to pull it out of you, and every time we turn around, we got this war. Pastor, I got the money, but you got you to gotta dance for me for me to give it up. Now, that's another profession that I ain't going to even get into. You get that when you get home. But my point is this. The reality is you've got to be a cheerful giver. God blesses the, gener the generous. And when you understand God blesses the generous, listen to me, generosity is a lifestyle that gives freely and lives open-handedly. The wealthiest people in the world are generous. Make no mistake about it. That's why among, among high society, they often are having balls and charity uh, gatherings where people come together and they give hundreds of thousands to millions of dollars. And guess what? According to the principle, God still has to bless that principle. But they're not saved. It doesn't matter. Yet we live in a, in, in a world of laws and principles. Okay? If you, if you, if you uh, follow the principle, you have the result of the principle. If you follow the law, you have the result of the law. If you are a wealthy person who not even is a, a, a saved, and you are in a constant state of giving and helping and giving back and so on and so forth, you will always have wealth. Why? Because the principle that God established has to work for you. Now, you may not be happy in the wealth you create. You may be frustrated. And I know people who got a car for every day of the week, but they have no peace. I know people who got homes all over the, the world, but they have no joy. They have no real purpose for living. They die with a whole bunch of stuff, but nothing. And I know people who got a whole lot of spirituality, but have nothing else. I, I, I know from the requests we get that come into the ministry, from people who say, oh, I need help and this and that, and I, I don't discount anybody who needs help. You know, uh, if we have it in, in our, our benevolence, then guess what? We're going to be there to be a blessing to those, why says, who are supporters of the ministry. Well, why don't you just bless everybody? Well, we do in our outreach, but it's hard trying to give out from what is not coming in, so therefore God needs generous people who can be around the funding of his work, that as God funds his work, 
guess what? You're blessed as a result of your generosity. All right? So generosity, I'm going to say it again, write this down, is a lifestyle that gives freely and lives open-handedly. Now, I'm going to take you to the Word of God. I'm just establishing the foundation. Because if you don't get generosity, it don't matter what scriptures I bring you to in the Word of God that talks about how God wants to bless the generous and how, how we are to grow in generosity. If you don't understand the reason why you want to be generous and the benefits of being generous, then guess what? You'll look at it and you say, but I still have my stuff. And that's just the truth. That's the reality. If you do a consensus of pastors all across the world, churches are shutting down. Ministries are ceasing to exist. Why? Lack of support. Now, again, I don't understand how a person will not support ministry, but will support the local fast food restaurant. Well, now, nothing wrong with that. You can go out and eat sometimes, but I'm going to give you a plan that you will have. You can take your, the resources you have, and you'll be able, watch this, you'll be able to live according to a plan that's going to increase you. One of our spiritual daughters uh, uh, from up north began to share with me how, uh, and again, I wanted her to share her testimony, but she had to work this morning, uh, so she's not going to be a part of the class. But she uh, shared with me how from what I'm going to teach you today, I taught her, and I put her on the plan. And she caught me so excited. She said, so excited. She said, Pop. She called me Pop. She said, Pop, I was able to save $1,500 in less than a month. And I said, really? How did you do that? By following what you taught me. This is so amazing. I wish I would have learned this a long time ago. She was so excited because from that point, she was living from paycheck to paycheck, making over 45000 a year. And, and, and every time she get a paycheck, she only survived it to the next one. And I showed her a plan that I'm going to teach you today that she was able, watch this, to give unto the Lord, to save, and to live her life all the while growing and increase. And she got so excited. She was so enthralled. She was like, wow, this is amazing. And the fact that she now has changed her perception, her inner world now can create her outer world. So the, the wealth and success that she wants to live and experience now can be possible because she got a plan. Can I be honest with you? The reason why many of you are not succeeding because you don't have a plan. You do not have a plan. And the plan, the fact that you do not have a plan, you kind of live by the seat of your pants. And that's an expression that, hey, you know, uh, when it comes up, I'll figure a way to deal with it. No, that's not God's way. You're too much under stress and up, up, under strain. And then you, you're angry and you're frustrated because the money ain't right. And you can't have good loving in your marriage because the money ain't right. Come on now. More marriages break up over a lack of resources than they do from people who are actually uh, uh, loving and living right. And that's, that's a statistical, uh, uh, statistically proven. So we need to look at why generosity is so important. And generosity is not just in the area of money. It's in everything. It's what do you have that you can be a blessing with. The other day I was driving down the street talking about generosity. And I'm driving down the street in an area that had heavy traffic, heavy traffic, heavy traffic, right? Everybody frustrated. I'm even frustrated. But I'm driving down the area where there's a street that's a dead-end street, and there's a couple cars that's at the... The, the beginning of the street, ready to turn into, you know, the, the lane where there's a whole lot of traffic. Well, they're, they're right in front of my car. So what did I do? It was three cars. I'm letting the person in. Come on in. One person. Come on in. Another person. Come on in. 
a third person. I got people blowing behind me. Why are you letting them all in? It don't matter to me. I'm being generous. And watch how it comes back to you. And I'm giving you the real life example. As we begin to drive further down the street in the two lanes, further down, one of the lanes was blocked off, right? And I was in the lane that was blocked. So therefore, I had to turn to the right or put my blinker on the right to get inside of the next lane that was unblocked because there was construction work there. And lo and behold, watch this. The generosity I gave out by letting those cars in, they would have stood there uh, for a long time before they could pull into the main traffic. The generosity that I let in, there was one of those persons, watch this, who I let in that I had to get over. And they literally was a little bit past me, but they stopped, looked behind me, waved me over for me to come in to return the generosity that I shared back with them. The Lord spoke to me, and this is what he said. He said, that's it. If people get the point of understanding, I wasn't doing it because I knew that I would need it later on. I didn't know that the, the lane above me was blocked. I was doing it because I knew that these people needed to get in. I was generous by giving them opportunity to go in front of me. And that generous came, generosity came back unto me that when I needed to get over, which everybody already frustrated. Nobody's really going to let me get over. They already angry because I let the other people in. That person says, you know what? I want to be a blessing back to you. And I was able to be a recipient of the same generosity I gave out. Life is like that way, the Lord says. When you can be generous, I will always bring back unto you more than you ever have before. But if you hold on to what you have, if you're like, no, nah, I ain't letting nobody in. I'm tired. I had a frustrated day. And, you know, they got to get in line like everybody else. You got to work hard like everybody. I'm not giving nothing to nobody. You know, if you don't have it, so what? If that's your mindset, then watch this. You are showing to the Lord that even if he increased you, it wouldn't make a difference because he can't work through you. God is looking to work through you. God is in you trying to work through you, and you've got to fight back your flesh to stop the stinginess to get to that place of generosity. Now watch this, because again, we're talking about wealth. You want to be wealthy? Well, here's the best way to do it, to be saved and paid, to be satisfied uh, and, ha and sanctified. Come on. It, this, this is the way to do it, to follow God's plan. Now, look at this here, because I want you to understand, all right, generosity in the proper context of what we're talking about today in wealth creation is any amount that you give beyond the first tenth unto the Lord through ministry. Generosity is any, any amount, so it's not your tithe. You can't tithe and say, well, I'm being generous. No, you're not. You're only giving back to God what belongs to him in the first place. The tithe is holy unto the Lord. Ten percent of your income, everything you earn, belongs to God. I like to explain it this way. It's kind of like paying rent for living. You mean I got to pay rent for living? No, just think about it that way. It's like the home you live in. If you don't own it, you're renting it. But guess what? You pay every month for the privilege to live in that home. Well, here's the thing. When we give back unto God through a tithe, it's holding unto him. We're saying, God, for your, for your blessing, of a, for having me in the family of you, I'm going to give to the ministry I receive from. And 10% of your income goes to that. Well, generosity is everything beyond that 10%. Everything beyond that 10%. Because I'm going to be honest. Those who just tithe, let's do a consensus. If we did one, and I asked those of you who are tithing, how many of you are tithing and still struggling? A lot of people's hands will still go up. And you might say, how is that possible? Because God never promised to increase the tithe. He promised to increase the offering. 
But you can't give an offering without first giving your tithes. Come on, somebody. And if you're in a place where you're like, well, I'm not a part of a ministry, I'm not a part of the church, where do I tithe? I'm going to share this with you. You tithe where you are blessed and where you are growing. That's it. That is the truth. Absolutely. And if you're being blessed, and I'll use this ministry, for example, by the Better Life Empowerment Movement, guess what? Become a tither. You'll help enable us carry out the assignment that God is calling. The vision for 2019 will take $30 million. We know it. Now, that's very simple. That can be 30 of you. God blesses to be a millionaire. You give a million dollars. Come on. Or it could be uh, 60 of you whom God blesses to give $500,000. Either way, what a blessing to be able to give that into ministry and see lives being changed all because of your generosity. And in the season of Christmas, and this is why this is so appropriate now, what is Christmas all about? Giving. We're used to giving gifts, but the reality is, here's the funny thing. The person who, who birthday is celebrated is the only one who really don't give a gift. How many churches do you know or ministries do you know actually have a time for you to give a gift to Jesus? Well, how do I do that? By giving a gift to the ministry, to giving a gift to his work. That's you giving a gift to him. How many, how many of you actually think about it in that term? No, we think Christmas, oh, I got to get this for my, for, my, for, for, my, for, my, for my cousins and my aunts and my wife and my husband, and I got to get this for this. No, listen to me. Nothing wrong with that. I'm not telling you not to do that. Please hear me. Don't misinterpretate what I'm saying. I'm saying that if you're operating by the spirit of generosity, your question is, how can I be a blessing to all those in every way that I must? Why? Because listen to me, and I assure you that generosity is better than greed. Generosity is better than greed. You know why? When you're greedy, you do anything you need to do to get money or to get to a place. But when you're generous, you automatically get there because the same folk you bless along the way will turn around and remember the blessing. Remember the blessing. I love sometimes, again, as God leads me and out as it goes, I love sometimes out of nowhere, whether it's somebody's birthday or just to do good to somebody, to say, you know what? Why don't you go have lunch? Go have lunch with me. You know, I, now, now you might say, well, Pastor, you ain't done that for me. Well, here's the thing. If I did it all the time, I won't be eating lunch myself. And every, I'm talking about with everybody. You understand? Which means I got to do it as I'm led to do it unto God. you right. And God will lead you. You know it's God. Because the devil ain't going to tell you to do good to somebody. But I've learned that when the Lord tells me to be a blessing, to be a blessing. To go be a blessing. Don't come figure, well, well, you know. I, I, no, see, that right there is what's keeping you in poverty. And I hope you hear me right, because I'm about to show you. Let's go to the Word of God, because I done plowed my way. Let me go to the Word of God. Go to Proverbs 11, 24, and 25. Let's read this. Proverbs, the 11th chapter, verses 24 and 25. All right? Again, I'm plowing my way, but I want you to get this, because it's, it's time for the body of Christ to fight against poverty. Poor no more. My spiritual father, Bishop Milton Perry, he used to say it this way. Poor no more. We make the switch to rich. That's right. You've got to make that, that declaration. Poor no more. I'm going to make the switch to rich. I'm going to get to a place that God can not only trust me, but guess what? He can use me. And I believe this. The more generous you are, the more you give God a reason to increase you like never before. The more generous you are. You have needs. I know you have needs. But God's best way of, of giving unto you is for you giving unto him. That's why the scripture says, given, I'll give back unto you, pressed down, taken together, running over, shall men give into your bosom. 
That means as you begin to give out, God will raise other people who will use their gifts, their talents, and their abilities on your behalf. Okay? God blesses the generous. And generosity starts where you are, not when I get it. Well, when I get it, then I'll do it. No. Already you got the wrong attitude and you're going into it wrong, so you'll never have it. Because if it didn't work this far, then why not? But let's look at Proverbs 11.25. Let me show you about generosity. All right? Proverbs 11.24, and then we're going to read 11.25. Proverbs 11.24, according to the New International Version, here's what the word of the Lord says. One person gives freely, yet gains even more. Another person withholds unduly and comes to poverty. Wow, wait a minute. Are you telling me that even the word, see, many of you might have thought, oh, Pastor Blue just talking, he's just talking about generosity. He just, that's just his perspective. No, this is God's perspective. You see it right here in the word of God. One person gives freely, yet gains even more. Another person holds back or withholds unduly, and they, their result is what? Poverty. Here, write this down. Here's a better life principle I want to give you. True wealthy people are generous. And the best way to build wealth is to focus on how you can bless others. Which means that when I look at my ultimate dream house, let me say this here. And I had a conversation with Pastor Shell about it. My ultimate dream house has a square footage of over 20,000 square feet. But when I think about that, having that home, that's my ultimate dream house. That's what... You know, I'm believing God for it. That's what I'm believing my faith for. It's on my Manifestation 5 list. When I get it, you guys will know, oh, it really works. Of course it really works, or else I wouldn't be doing it. I don't have time to waste. I don't know how many more Christmases I'm going to have. I don't know how many more summers I'm going to have. I'm closer to the sunset of my life than the sunrise. I don't have time to waste. i got to live a life of results now, not later. Not I'll get it later, I'll get it together later on. So long story short. When I, when, I, when I go into meditation and I'm meditating and I'm, you know, even there's times that I sow seeds for my home. No question about it. When I do that, here's my thought. How many people would I be able to bring into my home who can stay for a season, be taught up, be trained up in the teachings of Christ to live the better life, that when they go out into their own, they can then start establishing for themselves? Now, you might say, well, you would do that? Of course I would. I got 20,000 square feet. I can put somebody in about 5,000 square feet, and, and as long as they're willing to be a student and learn, I can do that. And that's my heart. How can I use the home to be a blessing? Let's say somebody going through a tragedy, a hard time, or whatever the case may be. You know, as part of our ministry, we got traditional, transitional homes that we're looking at being a blessing, you know, to people who are coming out of incarceration or coming from poverty or, or maybe from human trafficking that we want to bring into a godly environment, give them the skills and techniques they need to succeed. Guess what? That, that is how God blesses you. When you're thinking, not, I just want a house, a big house, because I want one. I just want a car, a nice car, because I want one. No. How can that vehicle be a blessing? How can a new car you want take you to different places where you can grow and you can learn and you can experience and so on and so forth? That's how you got to think. And I'm telling you this, the reason why that's important is the best way to build wealth is to focus on how you can bless others, not how much you're going to have. I don't want to be a billionaire, and that's my hope, my hope, my focus, my, my, listen, if you look at my Manifestation 5 list, it's on there too. I want to be a billionaire. But more important than a billionaire, a, a million-dollar giver. And I believe I can do, give 
hundreds of millions of dollars away by being a billionaire than I can if I was just, you know, a millionaire. And so my point is this, if I want to be a billionaire, the result of that is going to be uh, um, um, me seeing how I can be a blessing to others. All right? Now, let's go to verse 1125. We're still in the Word of God. Come on, tap somebody or tap yourself and say, he's still in the Word. That's right, I'm still in the Word. Proverbs 11.25 says, a generous person will prosper. Enough said. <laughs> but whosoever refreshes others will himself be refreshed. Ladies and gentlemen, sons and daughters, if you're not seeing and hearing and understanding what the Lord is saying, you want to be wealthy, a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will themselves be refreshed. There are some of you who will reach out to me and say, Pastor, I know you're on the road. I know you're, you're doing this and that. I just want to bless you. This for you. You go ahead and take that. Well, guess what? God is going to bless you all because you did that. Because when, what you make happen for others, God makes happen for you. And again, like I said earlier, sometimes that is nothing more than a generosity coming back unto me. When there's times that I am able and I'm led to be a blessing to other people for no reason. There don't have to be a reason. You don't have to wait for my birthday to bless me. I don't have to wait for your birthday to bless you. I can just say, you know what, I just felt led to be a blessing to you. And God looks at that, and according to Proverbs 11.25, a generous person will prosper, for whosoever refreshes others will be refreshed. If all you ever doing in any relationship is taking, 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 and you're not giving, you are going to abuse the relationship, and God will remove the relationship. In the words of, in the words of my spiritual son, uh, Apostle Simmons, hello, somebody. Hello. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> it's so true. If, if, if you abuse what God has given you, he eventually will take it away. And that also means uh, the spiritual family, the spiritual leader, uh, that's a part of you. All right, now let's, let's go. I'm going to show you a strategy. Now, I told you I won't close out, and I've got, I got a few moments here, and I'm, I'm going to do this strategy. I want to show you a strategy that's going to help you build and create wealth. This is the same strategy that one of my spiritual daughters, and I'm, I'm going to let her tell her testimony, she's been able to really reposition her financial life because she followed the instructions of her man of God. And listen to me. If you follow the instructions of your man of God, what I'm sharing with you, you are not only going to change your life, but you're going to enhance your living. And this right here, I live by this, I operate by it, and as you do the same thing, you're going to see the difference, okay? There's an increase uh, a plan that we call a Better Life Increase Plan, but it's a formula that the Lord, Holy Spirit, taught me according to the Jewish principles. Anybody know anything about Jewish people? You know why they're so wealthy? Because they got a plan. They're not sitting around just asking Jehovah to bless them. They got a plan that God, or Jehovah in their case, blesses them as a result of it. Elohim, El Shaddai, Jehovah Jireh. He blesses them as they work their plan. Well, this is very similar to the Jewish plan, but watch this here. It's built in a way that you're able, listen to me, to do three things. All right? To sow, to save, and to live. To sow, save, and live. How many of you, if I teach you how to sow, save, and live today, will follow the plan where you can sow, you can save, and you can live? How many of you are willing to do that? Now, you don't have to unmute your line and say me, but I just want you to make a decision today. Me. I will. You give me a strategy, man of God, I'm going to follow it. As long as it's based on the Word of God. Of course, there's no other strategy I will give you. 
If you've been a part of this ministry in any amount of time, you know we are serious. We are sincere about teaching you the truth and having you live a life of results. So here it is. You ready? Uh, uh, this this uh, uh, strategy is called uh, 2010-70. 2010-70. I want you to write it like a date. You can write it in your paper like a date. You can do it vertically or horizontally. 20 slash 10 slash 70. Okay? It's going to bless you. And not only, I'm telling you, if you live, as a matter of fact, I challenge you. For the next 90 days starting today, the next 90 days, I challenge you to begin to follow this principle. 90 days, follow this principle. I challenge you to follow this principle. And as you begin to follow this principle, guess what's going to happen? You're going to see a change in 90 days. You're going to see a, and if it don't work in 90 days, go back to doing what you were doing. I'm sure that works. And I'm not being facetious. I'm just saying to you, it's time for us to step up with results. You want to be wealthy? What's stopping you? God wants you to be wealthy. I just shared with you how he blesses the generous from his word. And we're going to go even further, okay? Now, the first thing I want you to understand is that when you obey God's word about giving and generosity, you are getting God involved in your life spirituality. I supernaturally, rather. When you obey God's word about giving and generosity, you are getting God involved in your life supernaturally. Well, let's look at how, how we can obey. Because I want you to understand you are never more like Jesus than when you give. That's what Jesus was all about. He gave of his time. He gave of his energy. He gave of his resources. He blessed folk. He changed people's lives. We are never more like Jesus than we would give. And if that is the case, then what are we when we hold back? Who are we like when we hold back? Who's only been out for themselves? It's the character of him. And we know it's that other fella. Come on, somebody. It's the enemy. It's, the, it's Satan himself. He's only about him, himself, and him. But God is about generosity, about being a blessing as you are blessed and as you continue to go forth. You ready? So let's look at this here. Let me show you the plan. Here's a, here's a plan. Number one, the top 20%, okay? Now, we're going to look at a dollar. You got a dollar. I just gave you a dollar, all right? This dollar could be $100. It could be $1,000. It could be $100,000. It could be a $1 million. dollars. doesn't matter. You got a dollar. I'm showing you a plan. The dollar you have, okay, here it is. The first thing you want to do is out of that dollar that you just received, whether it's from providing a service or selling a product, doesn't matter, that dollar you have, you will take 10 cents. Write that down, 10 cents. That's your top 10. I would, our top 20. Of the top 20, it's 10%, and you can put that towards your tithe. That's non-negotiable. It's holy unto the Lord. It belongs to God. We return back our tithe. We don't, you don't pay your tithe. You give your tithe. You don't pay your tithes like a bill. Some of you got to, well, I'm going to put it like it's a bill. It's not a bill. You, you're giving back your tithes. God, I thank you for your blessing. Okay? The, 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 the next 10% of that top 20 is your offering. Now, we teach and challenge you a part of this uh, strategy to give 10% in offering like you give 10% in tithes. Now, for those of you getting a little nervous, let me tell you this here. Living on 70% with God will go further than living on 100% without God involved. And some of you know that. Some of you aren't tithing at all, and you're still struggling. Now, go figure that. At least if you're not tithing and it's working for you, then you've got a point to prove, like, hey, I'm not tithing, and i got more money than before. No, but it's not. Why? Because it's a spiritual thing. The devourer is now coming upon you in that, in that, in that way. Are you following me? So, again... 
10% offering. We challenge you to give 10% an offering. This is when we give beyond our tithes. Anything that you give above your tithes is an offering. Do I have to give 10? No, you can give 1%. But whatever you give, whether it's 1% or 10%, the Lord is going to uh, increase what you give beyond the tithe. God honors the tithe, but he increases the offering. Repeat after me. God honors the tithe, but he increases the offering. One more time. God honors the tithe, but he increases the offering. It's your offering that he increased, and you cannot give an offering without first giving a tithe. All right? All right, that's the top 20. Go to the kingdom of God. The middle 10. We call this the middle 10. It goes to your savings. Many of you don't have a savings. When you come upon a, tra- a tragedy, you're in trouble because you have no savings. That's why my spiritual daughter, I was talking to her, and I, you know, I was giving her a strategy. She was like, you know, I have no savings. I have nothing to fall back on if something happens. And you, don't, you do not create a savings by stop tithing. And there's some people do that. Well, I, I, I'm going to stop tithing, and then I'm just going to save instead of tithe. Guess what? Something will happen in your life or with your vehicle or with your home that everything you were so much saving now got to go to a repair. And that's, that's God saying, if you don't give it to me, you won't have it either. It's called the spirit of the devourer who is in your life devouring because you held back a tithe in the intent of saving. No, I'm teaching you a way where you can still give 20% to the kingdom of God and you can save 10% for you. Of that dollar now, we're taking a five cent of that dollar or five or $50 of that hundred, you know, $5 of that hundred, you know what I'm saying, $50 of that thousand. We're taking 5% and we're putting that in short-term savings. What is a short-term savings? A bank account. Now, I don't recommend putting more than 5%. Because, again, that's a whole different conversation. We'll deal with that another time. But 5% towards a short-term bank account. Your bank account, 5%. And then watch this, another 5% towards long-term savings. Long-term savings. What is long-term savings? Your retirement account, whether that be gold, silver, or, or something like cryptocurrency, whatever you are into, you've got to have a retirement account. What about 401k plans? Well, I mean, you can do that if you want to. (laughs) When the system goes down, all that goes down. What stands strong is gold, silver, cryptocurrency. I'm telling you, I really believe that's going to stand the testing of time. And if you're not, if you don't have it, then you need to look at it. But take 5%. So now I got short term in the bank account that I have immediately, immediate access to. I have money inside of gold and silver that is not easily accessed. But guess what? It's there. That's your middle 10. Okay? Now, what's left? Bottom 70. So we got the top 20, the middle 10, the bottom 70. Tell me about the bottom 70, Pastor. How does that work? Very simple. You're going to take that 70% left. So of that dollar, you got 70% to live on. I just showed you, and again, we're going to go over the 70 before I time this up. I just showed you how to, how to give, I mean, how to give, how to save, and how to live. How to give, save, and live. And if you keep yourself with this strategy for the next 90 days, it's going to be tough at first. I'm going to tell you because, you, you know, you're used to do, kind of doing whatever you want to do. You know, I got, I got $5 in my pocket. I'm going to go get me a burger from Burger King. Well, guess what? <laughs> that $5, if you would have done it the right way, you, you, you know, you might not have been, get, been able to get a Burger King today, but guess, uh, a burger today, but you could get that another time. 
you know, settle on a bag of chips. Why? I got a plan. I'm going somewhere. I'm building wealth. I'm not spending it on, on, on something edible that I'll, I'll need it for later. Come on, somebody. So look at this here. Ready? All right? So uh, 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 the, the, the synthesis uh, of that bottom seven, you want to take 10 cents of that, which is 10% of that dollar, and you're going to put it towards a financial freedom account. This is for investment only. Some of you don't have an investment account. Why? Why don't you? Why don't you when the scripture is very clear, especially when it comes to uh, 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 Ecclesiastes 11 chapter, cast your bread upon the water, and after many days, that time, it shall return upon you. Again, that's compound interest. That's what the scripture says in Ecclesiastes 11 chapter and 1. Investment is very important. Every person who understands wealth creation understands investment. Well, guess what? You've got to have a financial freedom account where every dollar you receive, you've got 10 cents going into that. Okay, ten cents going into that because when the opportunity comes, I want to be able to invest. Investment account. Some of you got dreams to start a business, but you have no capital to start to fund the business. You have no mezzanine funding. That means funding on the bottom floor. And besides going to a going to a, a, a bank. I want the Better Life Department movement to be a spiritual community that when people have businesses, we come together and say, okay, we're going to invest in that business. We're going to invest in it. And as it does well, so do every person who invested inside of it. Imagine that. Imagine you being able to bring your business idea to a group of like-minded people of a higher consciousness that says, you know what, we want to get behind this because we know this can succeed, and we're going to go ahead and we're going to invest inside of it. Well, if you have your 10% going to that financial freedom account, guess what? You now have an investment account, and you only use that for investment. That means if bills are due, you do not go into your financial freedom account and pay your bills. No, you let that joke get cut off, and you do better next time around. But you leave that money in the investment account because you're investing that to, so you'll never be back in this situation again. You've got to be disciplined if you're going to create wealth. Number, uh, after that, we're going to take five cents, which is five percent, because we're dealing with a dollar. It's five cents. I'm going to put that in the self-improvement account, a self-improvement account. This is an account that you can pay for seminars, books, CDs, different things that's offered. We offer a lot of products online that is at cost, very nominal cost. But some of you, again, some of you may purchase it, some of you may not. Well, with your self-improvement account, you can go ahead and say, well, I'm going to get that manual. I'm going to get this, and I'm going to allow it to, to, to change how I am. Because 2019 will be the same as 2018, except for one thing, you. The reason why 2019 is going to be better is because you're becoming better. You're learning more. This one is called by itself. You see, wow, I'm, I'm understanding now. Well, guess what? If you don't get that, 2018, 2019 will be the same as 2018. There will be no change except for you. So five cents go into a self-improvement account. I know I'm getting close to time, but guess what? I, I, I want to finish this. I don't want to leave you hanging on this, okay? All right? Then you're going to take another five cents. We're still on the bottom 70. And you're going to put 5% or five cents because we're dealing with a dollar now. And you're going to put that towards your play account. Your play account is for entertainment. It's for food, it's for clothing, it's for going out, it's for having a good time. Yes, you're going to do that with your money, but you're going to take 5%. 5% of that dollar, and you're going to put it towards that. And guess what that means? If you're ready to go out, 
and you only have $10 worth of fun, you ain't going to a $20 place. You understand? You're going to a $10 place. This is all, all I got in my play account. I'm not going to go and, and listen to me. And I tell you this here. I had to break this off of my life. I saw my mama do it, and my mother, she, she didn't know any better, so she, she did it too. Uh, I had to break this off of my life, spend everything now and figure it out later. Uh-uh, uh-uh. That doesn't work. That never works. You know, I, I remember growing up seeing my mama because she was a single mother raising four children on her own. You know, my father wasn't in the picture at the time. And I remember my mother says, I, I remember her saying out loud, well, I'm just going to go ahead and get this and I'll worry about everything else later. And that put something inside of me growing up that that was a mindset until it was broken. And when I really started creating and building wealth, I had to break that mindset or I'll figure it out later. No, now I live by a plan. If, 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 if our fun night is not inside of my play account, then guess what? We are not going out to play. Now, you hearing me? Now, after that, how much is left? After you did all that, how much is left? 50%. That means out of that dollar, I just show you how to sow, how to save, how to start to live, and you still got 50 cent left. What does that 50 cent go to? Your immediate needs. Now your bills, your obligations, your taxes, your insurances, whatever it is, 50%. I done showed you right now how to take $1, how to give 20% to the kingdom, how to save 10%, how to have an investment account, how to put some aside for yourself improvement account, where you improve yourself through seminars and trainings and so on and so forth that you pay for. Stop looking for the free stuff. The free stuff won't give you where the meat is. There's some things that you have to pay for when it comes to seminars and, and, and self-improvement things. And then 5% of the play account. What's left is 50% that goes to your immediate needs. Now, I will say this. If, when you first do this, it may be difficult. Maybe you may have to adjust, maybe not even have a play account at all for the first, 90, uh, for the first uh, 60 days. Maybe you take that other 5% and put that towards the 50% for your bills. Whatever you do, whatever you adjust, two things you don't want to adjust. Give it a 20% to the kingdom of God. Because guess what you're now doing? Because you're following this formula, God now will bless you because you've given to the kingdom. So you got increase coming from that. Number two, you got a saving because now you're saving. So now watch that. And number three, now you've got a strategy for living your life. And if you follow that for 90 days, it will become a habit. And as it becomes a habit, you'll never be broke another day in your life. And you're right. I'm a pastor telling you that I'm not telling you to sow an offering and you'll never be broke. I'm telling you to follow a strategy and you'll never be broke. And this strategy is biblically based. It's based on the Word of God. You ready? Read the, uh, go, write this down. Psalms 84 and 11. Psalms 84 and 11. And I'm going to read this to you from the Living Bible. Psalms 84.11 says it this way. No good thing will I hold back from, from those who follow the instructions along my path. Wait a minute. He says no good thing will I hold back from those who will follow my instructions. What I'm teaching you today is the instructions of Christ. And as you begin to follow them, there will be no good thing that will be held back from you. Whether it's at home, whether it's at car, whether it's walking in the finances, whether it's living the life you want to live, nothing will be held back from you. Why? I'm following a plan that is according to his instructions. 
And let me say this here. Here's, here's what you what must understand. As I teach you this, wealth is an inside job. And you must develop a prosperous mind to have a prosperous life. Wealth is an inside job. Some of you need to put that on Facebook. You know, I heard this this morning from Pastor Blue. Wealth is an inside job. You must develop a prosperous mind to have a prosperous life. If you don't have a prosperous mind, discipline to follow a strategy, you will never have a prosperous life. Because if your way works the way you've been working it, then you'll be in a better situation than you are. As a better life teacher, I'm teaching you a better way. And all you've got to do is follow it. And guess what? Generosity will be there because guess what? Now I have enough to be generous. I'm giving in my tithes. I'm giving in my offering. I got something kicked off to the side. Savings. So, therefore, you don't have to worry about giving your light bill money, your gas bill money. Oh, I'm giving all I got. I don't know. I hope this works. Well, you're already in the wrong attitude. Don't hope it works. You got to know it works. I know it works for the word of God. Come on, somebody. All right. We'll close out with this. Genesis 2, uh, 12. Go to Genesis 12. We're going to close out in 2 and 3. Thank you for your patience. I know I'm pushing on time. But I promise you, come on here. You will watch your shows longer than you, you're hearing me teach. But guess what? This is going to help you. It's going to help your life. That's why we, we embrace the word of God, that as we learn, we can see the results. Keep watching me. Ask me how I know. If you want to know how I'm so blessed, I live by this. Hashtag I live by this. I'm telling you, I'm about to, <laughs> we're about to start something online. Hashtag I live by this. Mm-hmm. Genesis 12 and 3. We've been talking about generosity. I've given you a plan to be generous. Here's why it's important. In Genesis 12, 2, and 3, here's what the scripture says. I will make you a great nation. That's a great people. I will, underline this or, or highlight this in your Bibles, I will bless you and make you famous. Whoa, wait a minute. I know some of you want to be humble and you want to say, well, you know, it's not about me. It's all about the Lord. Well, here's God saying, because of your heart to follow my way, I'm going to make you famous. When was the last time you asked God, you prayed God, Lord, make me famous? Now, not famous in the world context, but famous where your life has impacted so many people that they're able to say, I thank God for Nikki and her revelation of truth because she was in place, because she smiled every day, because you never know who needs it. That now I'm able to be recipient of that joy. Come on. I thank God for Jennifer because she was able to live by the principles and, and able to flow in this way. I'm now able to understand that if God did it for her, he could do it for me. See, the scripture says here that, that I will bless you and make you famous and, because it's not only about you, you will be a blessing to others. You will be a blessing. See, the, the formula I just gave you, I position you where you can be a blessing to others. Verse number three, I will bless those who bless you. That means I'm going to bless those who even give to you. And I'm going to curse those who curse you. I, 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 I'm going to curse those who treat you with contempt or curse you. And all the families of the earth will be blessed through you. Listen to me. Wealth is God's way. You see it here in Genesis 12, 2 and 3. He says, I'm a blessing, I'm going to make you famous, and you're going to be a blessing to others. How many of you want that? How, how many of you have prayed that? Some of you may have never prayed that. I want to challenge you today. Pray to God for that. Lord, bless me. Make me famous so I can be a blessing to others. 
And again, this sameness is not according to the world context. You know what I mean? We ain't talking about you being on tabloids and this and that. No, we're talking about you being inside of a place where the fame of, 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 of what you are doing for God is known throughout the land. And those of you who are a part of the Better Life Empowerment Movement, on last night we did a vision casting. You should have the recording where we show exactly how we're going to reach others and how it's going to take more than just one person to do it. This is a ministry that is not based upon one. Anytime you are part of a church or a ministry where you can't do nothing, you can't go nowhere, things can't happen unless the man of God or the prophet says this or that, that's scary. That's cultish. You want to be a part of something that's going to empower you, that together with leadership, you can reach the world. Because if it's not a together thing and it's only one person, there was only one person who had that assignment. And when he died, he said, it is finished. And that was Jesus Christ. And then he told us, together, to make disciples, to go into the world, and to reach the world in a major way. We're supposed to do that collectively, not one person. And what I love about the being a part of the Better Life Empowerment Movement is this is a collective effort. This is not a one-man band. Come on here. It's a collective effort. We move with one band, one sound. Every, the drums, the percussions, uh, or are the drums, uh, the strings, the horns, every area operates together as one that we can make the... The, the, the symphony, the melody that can move and motivate people worldwide. And as a caveat, because you stood with us uh, this long, and we thank you for I'm about to pray over you. I'm about to bless you and let you go for the day. But as a caveat, let me give this to you. Job 36 and 11. Job 36 and 11. You can have this as a caveat because you stuck with me. All right. Can you hear me? All right. Okay, you can't hear me. Praise the Lord. All right, so we close it out with this. Again, Job 36 and 11. If you obey and serve, you will spend your days in prosperity and your years in pleasure. Uh, uh, there was a Christian billionaire by the name of Stephen Persson. Stephen Persson. You may know his store. The name of his store is uh, what is called H&M. It's in malls all across the country. It's in high-end malls and so on and so forth. What you don't know about Stephen Person is Stephen Person is a Christian Swedish. He's Christian, but he's uh, uh, the wealthiest Swedish in the world. He's a part of what is called the Lutheran Church. And this, this man of God, watch this, from his source, 
He not, his principle behind his clothing is to keep his design simple and elegant, which is also which, which, what the Lutheran denomination teaches. This man, a guy who's a billionaire from a retail store, H&M, this, this is what he does. He gives generously to help spread the teachings of the Lutheran church worldwide. He gives over 300 plus million a year. This is a businessman who's a Christian who gives this for what reason? That he may, watch this, help others know the truth. Again, how many of you ask the Lord, Lord, bless me. Bless me to be able to be a blessing, that we can take the good, the, the word of Christ, the gospel of grace, and we can share this around the world where people can know the truth. Ministry takes money. Don't you ever think anything different. If, if you have thought it did different, let me dispel it from you. Ministry takes money. We cannot reach the world on, on a $10 budget. No, it takes $10 million. It takes $100 million. It takes a billion, depending on the vision. And all I know is what we're looking at doing in 2019 is going to take $30 million. How many of you are saying, God, increase me, that I could be a blessing and be a blessing that ministry could go forth? And again, if you're a part of this ministry and you wasn't a part of the vision casting, then certainly reach out to me at PastorALBlue at gmail.com. That's PastorALBlue at gmail.com. And we will send you a recording of it. If you haven't seen it yet, take the time to watch it. It's important you understand what your ministry is doing outside of having church. Because if all your church is doing, if all the ministry is doing is having church and this and that, that's not the will of God alone. Yes, there's time to worship. Yes, there's time to praise. But there's times that we go out and we impact the community. We reach the world. And if you are part of a visionless ministry, then at the end of the day, it don't matter whether you give or not, nothing's going to happen. But if you're a part of a ministry that is making a difference, that's making an impact, that is going forth, that, that results are being seen, that things are happening, then now God has a reason to keep on increasing you, that you can continue to be a blessing through it. And I challenge you today, ask the Lord to make you generous. Lord, make me generous. It starts with you. It doesn't start when you have all the money. It starts right now, right here and right now. And if you're not able to be generous, it's because there's stinginess a part of you. And if God can't trust you, then he'll never increase you. And that's just the way it is. But if he can trust you, there's nothing you need that he will not supply. There's nothing you want to do that he will not permit you to do. Because he knows that he will bless the generous. And I want to tell you, just like Stefan Persson, that's Stefan, P-E-R-S-S-O-N, the founder of H&M, who's a billionaire just from selling clothes. Imagine what you can be with the special skill set you have if only you prepare your heart to be generous, because he is. The Lutheran Church is a, a number one benefactor of his generosity, and God can do the same with you. Amen. All right. Do you receive the word from, that came from the Lord today? Do you receive the teaching today? I know it's over, t over time, but listen here. This has been, if it's been a blessing to you, I just want you to take a moment and just thank the Lord. Come on, bless God. Bless God for his insight and his wisdom. Bless God for his understanding. We're giving you a strategy today. And those of you, and this is what I'm going to do for you, do for you, those of you who are blessed to this ministry, because we, we never close out our time without giving an opportunity to be a blessing unto the Lord through this ministry. Those of you who are a blessing, I'm going to send you a digital copy 
of the 2010-70 plan. I'm going to send you a digital copy of the 2010-70 plan to those of you who are, a, who are a blessing to this ministry. Well, you might be saying, well, Pastor, how can I be a blessing? I'm going to give. This is what I'm going to do. I want to challenge. I want to challenge. I tell the of the Lord to do this. I want to challenge two persons to give a $250 seed, and I want every person who can to get as close to $50 as you can. All right? If you could give 50 if you're not one of those two who I'm challenging to give a $250 seed, it would have been three, but I'm going to be one because I'm believing God too. Amen. I just don't teach the gospel. I live by it. Somebody say amen. It's two persons. Outside of me, that would have been three, one for the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, to give a $250 seed. I, I'm not going to ask you to reveal yourself. I'm going to trust that you, you are listening and you're following through. There's sometimes that I would have you to do it that others can be moved by your faith. You want to show others that as you follow the Word of God, God will bless you. If you can't do the $250 seed, get as close to it as you can. If a grace offering of $50 is it, then you do that. Everybody, I want you giving today. I want to see your generosity. And again, if you don't want to give, you don't have to. It's on you. But don't expect for God to increase you. I just taught you that today, and you won't be generous. It will not happen. Well, God, I do it later. Come on now. Who are you fooling? You're not fooling nobody except yourself. Because if, if that was the case, then you've been doing something now because you told God later than last time. <laughs> Come on, somebody. I want to see you blessed. And one of the best ways God blesses us is when we have a heart to be generous. To, to flow, go forth and be a blessing to others. And today, you've got an opportunity to be a blessing unto the kingdom of God through this ministry, the Better Life Empowerment Movement. How can I do it, Pastor? Very simple. Go to our website, betterlifeseeker.com. Click on Donate Now. And there's different options in which you can give. If you're on, if you're on uh, uh, Cash App, which is our newest way to give, and we've been talking about it because of low fees and the easy uh, way to give. If you're on Cash App, you can certainly give by way of Cash App. How can I do that, Pastor? Very simple. You can go to Cash App and look for the dollar sign, Better Life Increase. That's Better Life Increase. If you're on Cash App. If you don't have Cash App, I suggest you download it. Why? You never know when somebody want to bless you. And right now, Cash App is one of the fastest growing, you know, payment processing ways. If you don't have Cash App and somebody want to bless you and they have it, you can't ask, God, ask people to jump through hoops when they want to bless you. No, you've got to be in a position to say, you know what, I'm ready. I'm ready. I got it. I can do it. You know, again, it's, very, it's, no, it's free to you. No cost at all for you. It's cash out. And how can you give by way of cash out? Whether you're giving 250 or whether you are giving as close to that as you can, you can go to uh, cash.me slash better life increase. Of course, the dollar sign, better life increase. That's our cash tag. Is what it's called, our cash tag, Better Life Increase, one word, and that's the dollar sign before it, Better Life Increase. Or lastly, you can text any amount to the number. We can give by texting any amount, whether it's 250 whether it's close to that. Somebody may have 150 and you say, that's as close as I got, Pastor, and I want to show this unto the best and the rest of my life. It doesn't matter. It could be a dollar fifty. It doesn't matter. What matters is that you show the Lord that you're consistent with giving. Are you hearing me? And he's only challenged those who he challenged today to give two fifty to test your obedience, to see if you obey. Because if you can't give two fifty when he's asking and you have it, I'm not talking about if you don't have it, and you have it, 
then you certainly won't be able to give two million or two hundred thousand when he asks you to do it and you have it. That's just how it flows. God, no doubt, no question, responds according to your faith, not according to your circumstance. And that's why we want to have the faith to increase. Amen. All right, let me get ready to bless your giving. I'm over my time. Thank you so much for the many of you who have stayed uh, with us through it. We're generally not this long, but we thank God for it. If you have been blessed today, I want you to brag about it. I want you to boast in the Holy Ghost. I want you to tell somebody. I learned this morning how to allow my inner world to create my outer world as it relates to wealth. And guess what? I'm happy to be generous in the kingdom of God. Amen. Let's get ready to pray. All right, you should have the multiple ways you can give. Again, that website, again, is betterlifeseeker.com. Click on Donate Now. Follow the instructions on the page. There's multiple ways you can give. Pick one. Cash app is on there. If you don't know how to get to the cash app, you can just click on that banner, and it'll take you right there. Either way, here's a sign to show the Lord that you are, you are willing and you obedient. And because of that, you can eat of the good of the land. You can show the Lord, according to Job 36 11, that you were willing to obey and serve him, that you spend the rest of your days in prosperity and your years in pleasure. Are you ready? It's never too late for that to start. It's never too late for that to start. In the words of Apostle Milton Perry, my spiritual father used to say it this way, it's never too late to be great. You can start to be great. 2019 and beyond can be the best years of your life if you have a plan. And we're helping you with that plan. Amen. Let's pray. Every head is bowed, every eye is closed. And I pray you are blessed today. Amen. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come this morning because we realize and we recognize the power you have given us in increase. We thank you, O oh God, for allowing us to understand that you bless the generous. And Lord, we want to be of the generous. According to Genesis, the 12 chapter, verses uh, 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 two and three, we want you to make us famous that we can be a blessing to so many others. We want you to make us great. We want you to, to allow us to be able to have more than enough that every time we give, somebody's life able to be changed because of the generosity of us. God, I thank you for every person getting ready to sow a seed into this ministry, oh God. Thank you, God, for them releasing the seed in faith, knowing that this is the seed that can meet their need. That as they give unto you, you will give back unto them. Press down, taken together, run it over. Shall men give back unto their bosom. And Lord, we thank you for allowing us to understand your spiritual truth today. So Lord, we humbly come before you and we thank you for the opportunity to learn more, to grow more, and to do more and be more than we've been in the past. And we look forward to what 2019 is going to bring because we are better, in, or becoming better in everything. In Jesus' name, we thank you for the increase. We thank you for the opportunity. And we thank you for the ability to be a blessing. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. All right, saints of God, that's my time. I thank you for you. I thank you for your generosity. Those of you who have been generous, who are being generous, and I want you to understand, God got to stand by his word. And if what I taught to you doesn't work for you, let me know, and I'll quit doing it myself. And that's everything. And the reason why I can put it all on the line is because I know that God is a God of results. And when we follow his way, we shall live according to his truth. We love you.
and there's not a thing you can do about it. Always remember, God created your life, but it's up to you to create the level of your living. Have a great day, everybody. God bless you. God speed and good journey. Oh, and please bless one another before you get off the line. And if you can bless one another, use the hashtag, I live by this. Hashtag, I live by this. God bless you all. Have a great day, everyone. And thank you for your giving. Thank you, Pastor Blue, for that awesome teaching. Um, it's always a pleasure to listen to you and whatever God has for you for us. Um, hashtag, I live by this. Everyone have a blessed and awesome day. Listen to everyone online, Pastor. Thank you. Have a great day, everyone. Hashtag I live by this. We would like to thank you for tuning in to Better Lifeology Radio Broadcast with A.O. Blue, produced by Better Life Media. We trust that you have been blessed by today's teaching. Please let us know at PastorALBlue at gmail.com. For more information, 
And to obtain a copy of today's broadcast, please visit www.betterlifeseeker.com. Just click the tab that says more, then shop. Thank you for spending time with this ministry. To discover the tools and techniques to build your better life now, we would like to, you to give a donation to support the ministry. You can text any amount to 407-456-7300. Again, you can text any amount to 407-456-7300. Or you can go to www.betterlifeseeker.com. Click on Donate Now where you can give through Cash App or PayPal online. Every gift is a gift that helps us to lead people to better. We bless you, we love you, and want you to always remember God created your life, but it's up to you to create the level of your living. And we, the Better Life Spiritual Community, can help. See you again next time on Better Life Ology Radio Broadcast, where it's already getting better.